part three of Frequently Asked Questions. On this episode, we tackle the monster that is compliance with the nicest person in compliance, <laughs> Cassie Walford. Hey, guys. Alice All Access starts now. All right, Cassie, welcome back. Thank you. I, I know uh, maybe you don't always like being here, but you always volunteer, or you always say yes when I ask you. Yes. So, And quite honestly, you, you have the best answers, and so that's why I ask you to be in here with us when we talk about compliance. Well, thank you. So, okay, so we're going to start at the top. These are all questions that our recruiters have given to us that we kind of compiled here on our side that they hear all the time. Not just from new travelers, but from you know those conversations they have on the phone. Maybe from you know existing travelers that maybe just don't have all of those answers. Yeah. So we'll start at the top here. This is a very broad question, so I, make it as narrow as you possibly can. How does com- how does the compliance process work, and when does it start? So it starts on the compliance end once um, the traveler has signed the work order, and then everything the recruiter needs to get over to us. Um, get sent. We have 24 to 48 hours in compliance to get what we call the welcome email out, which we send to the traveler with a list of their requirements. Now, I will say the 24 to 48 hour time frame during our busy season, it it doesn't always come out within that time sure. frame. Um, or if a start is several months out in advance. Um, Understood. We wait a little bit to send so- that. Traveler is placed, accepts the contract, signs on the dotted line, and then it goes to you guys, and you have 24 to 48 hours to send that welcome email with that first, like, okay, here's everything we need kind of thing. So once they sign the contract and get it over to their recruiter, their recruiter, there's a step their recruiter has to follow to get to compliance before that starts. Understood. Okay. And I think that's probably just in place to make sure that that everything is done correctly on the recruiter's end before they give it to you, because any false starts... False start on your end would cost everybody else time. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So, and I know this question comes up a lot, and this is and and this is maybe a loaded question. Why is compliance such a big deal? So it, it's a very loaded question, but to be broad, um, you know, we we go by joint commission, mm-hmm. um, which I don't need to get in to the specifics of what that is. We all know what that is. That's not. Um, my job in knowing the specifics of joint commission and certification. Um, but compliance is a big deal because we're trying to keep the traveler safe if something should go wrong. Um, we want to make sure mm-hmm. that they're covered. Absolutely. We're covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, it, we're building relationships. So the compliance portion, we're communicating with all involved Mm -hmm. the facilities the vendors the recruiters the travelers Mm -hmm. um so it's all about building relationships and facilities and hospitals the compliance is the biggest portion of getting somebody placed and i think that's an interesting point because it's it things have changed so over the years so dramatically whereas maybe like the client manager before was kind of that connection to the hospital that nerve center kind of thing that all the communication happened there it's now shifted to compliance we've gotten contracts atlas has gotten contracts simply based on the level of of compliance that we provide back to the hospitals 
right? Or back to the vendor. The vendor says, okay, this is a very difficult hospital to for, for uh, from a compliance standpoint, and you're scoring consistently 100%, and you're coming in ahead of time. And we never have to worry about your compliance. Okay, you can have this contract now, right? And so mm-hmm. that has really changed over the years because... I, one, I think of the level of consistency on on your end in the compliance department. Yeah, absolutely. And the facilities, when the compliance portion is there, that's the hardest and longest part, I think, of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that part is run smoothly, it, it, we get more um, contracts, mm-hmm. which... Faster placements. Yeah. Yeah. And it just opens up more for our travelers. It, it's path of least resistance for them, right? I mean, it comes to whoever whoever is easiest to work with, they're going to work with. And so I think that's compliance plays a huge role in that, which absolutely is part of the reason why you guys are on on the travelers so much just to make sure you get this in on time. Like we have let's get this in faster and and do it better than anybody else. So next time around, it's that much easier for the traveler to get a position at this hospital. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I just did my company competency exams with another company. Why do I have to go through credentialing, credentialing all over again just because I switched companies? This is a very common question. And um, it's simply because when you send over, as a traveler, when you send over those prophecy um, or competency exams, we're sending all of those over to the facilities. Mm-hmm. And if it's got a different company's name on it, they look. It looks like we are not doing our due diligence to get um, the traveler compliant. Correct. And we're being lazy. Mm-hmm. Which it's, I get it. Duplicating work, right? Yep, absolutely. It's frustrating. But it all comes back around to that that quality piece. Mm-hmm. So same thing. My health records worked for my last assignment. What's the problem with them now? That's all going to be based on facility requirements. Um, specific facilities require very detailed information so something that may have worked at a different facility Mm -hmm. isn't going to transfer over all based on what the facility requires right and your you as a as as a compliance specialist isn't going to ask for something if the hospital isn't asking for it first right correct there you go so okay compliance can get confusing what are the differences between what my recruiter needs what my agency needs what I have as a nurse, and what the facility needs? So in my opinion, these are all the same question. Um, What the recruiter needs from a traveler, that I can't touch on, unless it's compliance-based, and that's going to be our ATLAS standard Mm -hmm. requirements. Yep, and then the facility protocols, Mm -hmm. whatever they need additionally. Um, what they need to have as a nurse, their license, certifications, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, And then what the facility needs, that will all be in our checklist that Mm -hmm. we send over to them. And we'll get into this a little bit, but we have have a a list of minimum standards. In addition to that, the hospital might need something as well. So what you have on hand is good. You absolutely need to find a way to keep that organized organized app and i know there isn't necessarily there's a couple of apps out there or whatever but travelers need to find a way to keep that as organized as possible and i've seen a lot of really good travelers out there that have that organized and they just and they fired over one just email and it happens it's very it's a very smooth process at that point but you have to understand there's what we tell joint commission we're going to get Mm -hmm. and then what the hospital says they need that they probably told joint commission that they're going to get right 
And that's where all that comes from. Yep. All right. Why does every agency do a drug screen? <laughs> well, um, safety. Sure. Um, every every time you get a new placement or go to a new agency, you're, you're always going to need a drug screen. It's right. just a standard requirement all around the board. Right. Almost every new job requires a drug screen. So. Yep. And as you learned, if you watch Cassie and I in our Atlas Daily number 420, marijuana is still tested for, right? Even though you're in a state where it might be okay, or you're from a state where they've legalized it, say you're from California and it's legal there, but you're going to Kansas where it's not, right? We're still going to test for it. Absolutely. Still on every drug, time. Still on the uh, on the drug screen, right? Yep. Still on the panel. So, all right. What are the minimums I need to become a traveler? And do agencies have different minimums? Yes, that will vary from agency to agency. Um, and the minimums, it's it's hard to say. Like we have our Atlas minimums mm -hmm. for Joint Commission. What we tell Joint Commission, we'll keep on file right. for every traveler. Um, you go to a different agency, they might not require or be mm -hmm. as specific as what we need. So, um, and the minimums, it there's always going to be our Atlas mm -hmm. protocol. And then again, we go back to facilities require different things. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's not always a way to have absolutely everything you're going to need for every assignment. Oh no, it's going to be a process. Yes. And protocols are always changing. Right. Always. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what would you say? number of hospitals out there that have additional protocol besides just what our minimum standards say is that 98 that's kind of what 98 percent requires yep. something more than our atlas protocol mm -hmm. and it may not be a ton it could be one or two documents but that's about it but it's yep. still something additional yes gotcha okay I love that this, this question was funny. Will my agency think less of me if I honestly say I don't know what records I have or what I need to do? No, absolutely not. Um, it just makes the process go smoother for the traveler mm -hmm. if they can have all of that, um, all of those documentations put together like we were just talking about absolutely. organization mm -hmm. and um, having those. Because if they want, if they're not a traveler and they want to become a traveler, they're always going to need those items. Mm -hmm. um, and they most of the time you need all of your immunizations for school, nursing school. So right. so from the time that you start, you're, you're uh, uh, accumulating and acquiring these documents and updating them then. Yep. So find a, find a good way to store them. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, kick out the old ones when they expire or whatever and replace them with the new ones. Yes. And, and sometimes it's, um, it's hard because they don't, it's a lot of work to call facilities, mm -hmm. clinics, agencies, um, schools to try and get that, but mm -hmm. it will help them in the long run to get all of that out front because if we have mm -hmm. to send them in, it takes five to seven. Most results take five to seven business days to come through. Right. Then if something were to come back, not immune, mm -hmm. they'd have to go back to the clinic. So just having those um, right. all together helps the process. And it's not always foolproof. Sometimes like we answered in the question before, right? I mean, sometimes what you did last time isn't going to work for this time. Correct. Sometimes it will though. Yep, absolutely. So so just make sure you, you keep those all in one place. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, if I get stuck with something, who should I call? Uh, for compliance, if you've started the compliance process, um, your compliance specialist should always be able to answer any questions. Um, your recruiter also is mm. a good contact at all times. Um, and then, you know, Kiana and I, as the manager and VP of mm. compliance, will help with any questions at any time. So that's one of those things where if, if they have a question and they're just stuck and maybe their recruiter isn't available at that time, you could answer that question or your compliance specialist. Or we, yep. Or we can find someone who can. Who can. Yep. Gotcha. Because the smoother and faster it goes for you, the better it goes for us. Correct. Gotcha. Um, when do I have to have my stuff into compliance? The sooner, the better. Um, we typically try to um, get travelers to get all documentation in within five to seven business days. Um, and it, the start date is, is going to vary on that time frame. If, mm -hmm. if they want to start in less than two weeks, we need everything within 24 to 48 hours. Sure. Um, quite honestly, less than two weeks starts barely happen anymore anyway. It's tough. Right. Um, the compliance process, I would say comfortably takes four to five weeks. And don't let that scare you off because that's a, that, that could be the, the beginning of, right? Right. From start to finish, mm -hmm. going in, you know, with them going in for labs and mm -hmm. it taking, you know, five business days to come back. Yep. Yeah. It, it, give yourself plenty of time. I don't think that this is something that, especially if this is your first contract, you want to jump into in two weeks. Give yourself that time to, to, get to really get ready because compliance isn't the only thing that you're going to be dealing with as you're getting ready to leave for that contract. You've got all kinds of stuff at home probably that you have to deal with as well. Yeah, they're, ma you know, they're making travel arrangements yep. and the compliance process is one of the most grueling and difficult. Mm -hmm. So the sooner right. they can get that started and going, the easier it will be on them towards the end. Right. Okay, last question. What do you wish new travelers did to help the compliance process? Do not procrastinate. Get those items over anything we ask for. Get them over as soon as you possibly can. Even if you haven't signed a contract or don't know where you're going yet, um, send your, your recruiter your just standard documents, driver's license, mm -hmm. immunizations, anything you have yep. that can help the process later. State license, certs. Yep. Anything that, again, that has worked before, get that to your recruiter ahead of time. Yep. And it may not always work True. and we may ask for more items, but mm -hmm. send us everything because we can, the more you give us, hmm. the less you'll have to do. Absolutely. Most likely. And please understand too, it, it's one of those things where I, I understand it's probably one of, like she said, one of the most grueling and frustrating processes in, in, in all of travel, in travel healthcare, right? I think that's getting ready for that contract and making sure you have everything, not only that we need, but then the hospital needs too, is tough. We're here to help. And that's, I, we're not going to ask, they're not going to ask for anything that is unnecessary, but it, you know, if they're asking for something, it, it's because they need it, right? It's yes. because it, it, we need it for joint commission, hospital needs it because that's what their protocol says. And we'd be happy to explain why whatever document you sent may not work for that, for that one Absolutely. piece, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It, and there's generally a, there's always a very good answer for that. Yes. Because we're not going to ask for something redundant or that they don't that you don't need. Correct. So 
Cassie, as always, thank you. Thank you. I don't envy you in compliance <laughs> one bit, but uh, but I am in awe of, of what our compliance team does on a daily basis to make us better. So We've got a great team. We really do. So if you have questions, always, always go back to your recruiter. Your recruiter or you could talk to your compliance specialist. And if all else fails, Cassie and Kiana are always available to help. You can find their contact information on the team page there on our website. All right. Thank you. See you next week.